Pop. If the song They Don't Know is familiar to you, it might be because of the version recorded by Tracy Ullman, which was the theme of her Fox television show that ran from 1987 to 1990. On the other hand, if that notion is completely offensive to you, you are probably a fan of that song's original author and performer, the late and sorely missed Kirstie McCall. This is Friday's best pop song ever. Born in 1959, Kirsty McCall was the daughter of famed British folk singer and songwriter Ewan McCall. When she began to take interest in a musical career herself, she shied away from the more traditional musical territory of her father and instead joined a local punk band, The Drug Addicts, yes, that's spelled with an X, as a background singer. Stiff Records commissioned a demo for the band and, not surprisingly, found them wanting. However, they were impressed by Kirsty and called the then 20-year-old singer to ask if she had any material of her own. She lied and said yes, then hurriedly wrote They Don't Know and recorded it on a cassette player with her acoustic guitar as backup. Stiff liked what they heard and sent her into the studio with producer Liam Sternberg, who is probably best known for writing the song, Walk Like an Egyptian. Sternberg was a good fit for Kirsty, intuiting the girl group influenced 1960s style that she was going for with They Don't Know, which recalled classic British singers like Petula Clark, Cilla Black, and Sandy Shaw, in addition to Phil Spector produced groups like The Renettes and The Crystals. In the studio, he endeavored to create a production style that complemented her vision, which resulted in the bell-like guitar harmonics that opened the song, the wall-to-wall -wall female background vocals, the dense, heavily reverb backing track, and the general retro vibe of the song overall. While boasting a lot of charm and hummability, they don't know failed to gather much traction on the British charts when Stiff released it as a single in 1979. By contrast, the aforementioned version by comedian Tracy Ullman, which was released in 1983, was a monster hit, peaking at number two in the UK and number eight in the United States. And to be honest, Ullman's version of the song is not terrible. 
Aside from sounding like it cost about a million dollars more to produce, it stays fairly faithful to the original. The only difference is one of attitude. Ullman makes of the song a campy send-up of 60s styles and attitudes. It's essentially a romance comic version of Young Love. All you need to do is watch her video for the song and see her literally winking at the camera to see that. On the other hand, Kirsty McCall sings the song from Less of a Remove, instilling it with an aching schoolgirl naivete, which helps to sell the song's soulful take on teenage romance. It is like Kirsty is performing herself as the teenage girl she had been only a few years before. This was ironic for a songwriter who would soon become known for her acerbic wit. It also has to be said that Kersey endorsed the Ullman version, coming into the studio to sing the one line that was beyond Ullman's range. The lovely Sheena Easton, but right now it's time for uh, Kirsty McCall to sing. There's a guy works down the chippy, swears he's Elvis. <laughs> Of course, chart success would not elude Kirsty forever. In 1981, after leaving Stiff for Polydor, she scored a number 14 hit with There's a Guy Works Down the Chip Shop, Swears He's Elvis. Then, after returning to Stiff in 1985, she went to number 7 with a cover of Billy Bragg's A New England a version for which Bragg wrote two extra verses specifically for her. In 1984, she married producer Steve Lillywhite, which brought her into contact with many of the top bands of the era. Kirstie was clearly a musician's musician, someone who established stars loved to have perform on their records. This was a fact borne out by her singing on tracks by such diverse acts as The Smiths, The Talking Heads, and The Rolling Stones. The tracks she did with Morrissey, such as Interesting Drug, were virtual duets, her voice up front and center in the mix alongside Ma's. But no doubt her most affecting work as a guest vocalist was on A Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues, on which she plays a hectoring fishwife to singer Shane McGowan's comically drunken layabout. Since its release in 1987, sentimental hipsters the world over have made the song a modern-day Christmas classic.
From there, Kirstie went on to release a string of critically acclaimed albums, including 1989's Kite, which spawned a hit in her lovely cover of The Kinks' Days. Suffering from writer's block, she recorded and performed sporadically over the next 10 years, but nonetheless enjoyed the status of being one of the most respected songwriters in her field. In 2000, she had a major comeback with the Latin-inflected album Tropical Brainstorm, which included her widely covered hit In These Shoes, which has been performed by artists as diverse as Bette Midler, Cher, and the comedian Catherine Tate. On December 18, 2000, Kirsty was vacationing with her two teenage sons in Cozumel, Mexico. They were swimming in the city's marine park in an area restricted to swimmers only, when a speedboat traveling at high speed entered the area and headed straight toward them. Kirsty was able to push her oldest son Jamie to safety, but was unable to get out of its path herself. She was struck and killed instantly. It was later revealed that the boat that caused Kirstie's death belonged to one of the richest men in Mexico. His deckhand took the fall for the accident and was sentenced to prison, despite the claims of witnesses that he was not at the wheel at the time. He was ordered to pay a punitive fine that amounted to 90 US dollars and restitution to Kirstie's family in an amount equal to 2,150 US dollars. In February 2006, at a U2 concert in Monterrey, Mexico, singer Bono spoke about Kirsty and urged the Mexican authorities to investigate her death more thoroughly. The Mexican government responded with a statement that it would take action on the matter. At the end of 2009, the Justice for Kirsty campaign started by her family was ended, as it seemed unlikely that any more of its goals could be achieved. The remaining funds were distributed to two charities of which Kirsty would have approved, the Casa Alianza Mexico and Cuba Music Solidarity. Leaving this world at age 42, Kirsty McCall left behind legions of heartbroken fans and a lot of uniquely memorable songs, the first of which was They Don't Know, a disarmingly sincere tribute to young love, as well as a beautifully crafted pop jam. And now here, in its entirety, is They Don't Know by Kirstie McCall. 
You've been listening to Friday's Best Pop Song Ever. I'm your host, Todd Statman, letting you know that in addition to They Don't Know, you also heard the Kirstie McCall songs There's a Guy Works Down the Chip Shop, Swears He's Elvis, A New England, Days, In These Shoes, and Please Go to Sleep. You also heard Morrissey doing Interesting Drug and The Pogues with Kirstie McCall doing Fairy Tale of New York. Oh, and you also heard Gay Boys in Bondage by The Drug Addicts, for which I humbly apologize. Thanks to all of you for listening. If you want to leave a comment, check out uh, the Friday's Best Pop Song Ever Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.com backslash Friday's Best Pop Song Ever. And those are all capitalized because it's more fun that way. Okay, we'll be seeing you again at the end of next month with an all-new episode. So until then, sit tight. Sayonara. Sayonara.